Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle, Ellie Dank, Barry T. and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to today. Are we still talking about a Santa rally? Well, if you look at some of the definitions out there, it includes the last five days of the trading week, <laughs> just pretty much now, and the first two days of the new year. So we are looking at a possible center ready. So okay. look very closely at your chimneys. Elliot's very starting. skeptical about this. When I mentioned it earlier this morning, he was like, Christmas mm. is over. <laughs> you know? yeah, but but is there hope is the question. Is that's there where really it hope? is. You know, the mm. hope, the feel-good mood, and also coming alongside the holiday bonuses that some of us get. <laughs> Clearly, one of us here is more conditioned with disappointment than the others. <laughs> we're, we're trying. Keep expectations we're trying. Low. Keep expectations low. You won't okay, be disappointed. Okay. okay, so here's so, what yeah. we have right now. A four-day winning streak. If you just look at what happened overnight, so markets pushing to new highs on the S&P 500. So it is now the S&P 500's 69th record close wow. of 2021. 69! So... And we are not finished with the year yet. So we could be in for more record highs. So you know, maybe we could be seeing a very strong center ready. And if you look back at history, the mm. S&P 500 has been positive for the last week of, 20, of, of the year mm. for more than 78% of the time. So that's something worth noting if you are trading your markets at this time of the year. You no, know, Not enjoying your break, still invested. So something to keep into account. Mm. Well, if you do well, there's always cause to pop the champagne. But, you know, a lot of investors would say that if you're looking at fundamentals, mm. these sorts of periods won't affect your decisions very much anyway. A Santa rally will come and go, flash mm. in the pan. Uh, you know, just stick to fundamentals, stick to that long-term investment portfolio that you have. But it is certainly, I think, good advice when someone steps up and tells you, look, don't get complacent. And apparently this is happening right now in the US in regard to the Omicron variant and how that's being handled, I understand. That's correct. So the latest coming through from Dr. Anthony Fauci. So, of course, he is the White House medical advisor and he is saying don't get overly complacent around the Omicron variant. And that was off the back of what we saw over the weekend in the US. Hundreds of flights cancelled because of Omicron affecting flight crew, sending them to quarantine, and then having to see a lot of holidaymakers having their plans just pretty much go down the drain. Yeah, but at the same time, it really is about... I mean, you look at us here in Singapore, we are able to somewhat move forward because we have things like the availability of uh, home test kits, mm. which was something that was brought up, I believe, as early as last week in the US. Yeah, so you've got the US really pushing for more measures, expanding pop-up sites, the availability of testing with free testing kits to um, go to households. And what's worth noting is Anthony Fauci is pushing now for a vaccine mandate. And this is for domestic air travel in the US. So quite an interesting idea. The Biden administration has not endorsed this yet. So we'll see if that is something he feels is worth Dom- pushing out. Domestic DL. No, a very typical response from Singaporeans whom I've spoken to whenever the US makes statements such as these, whether mm. it's Anthony Fauci or whether it's the Biden administration is, what do you mean? You don't have a vaccine mandate in place yet for domestic air travel? How can this be? But the fact is that yes, other countries are moving at a different pace mm. and a different paradigm I should say. And 
And while you respect that, you start to wonder, hey, shouldn't you guys have done this earlier? <laughs> yes, it's very different elsewhere with the politics at play, the yeah. labor unions at play. So a lot of different factors to take into account. Well, that's the situation in the United States. We're talking about China in just a while. But before we get into that conversation, what are you observing out of China, Ryan? Okay, China's a bit of a wet blanket at this time of the year because they have come up with new restrictions on offshore listings. And these are for firms in some sectors that are off limits to foreign investment or the more sensitive ones. Okay. So this is to plug a loophole that has been long around where Chinese companies use VIE structures, mm. variable interest entities, to mm-hmm. kind of go around the existing regulations where foreign investors are not supposed to be invested in these companies. So now there is a bit of a negative list where if you are trying to invest in that company, in that sector, you need to seek a waiver. So Chinese firms in those industries are banned from foreign investment unless they get permission. Oh. So you can't get foreign investors in management and foreign investors cannot have ownership of more than 30% and any single investor cannot hold more than 10%. So okay. that's according to the list effective from January the 1st. Mm, how might investors receive this news? Yeah, it's quite interesting to see how this is going to shake out because it does not affect the current ones that are already listed, so likes of Alibaba, for example, but still we saw Alibaba down by over 1%. So it might pose some headwinds for newer companies trying to get um, funding overseas. So it could pose a bit of some obstacle in terms of raising funds, which then, of course, could have wider implications for growing the domestic economy because that means their plans may come to a slower pace or come to a standstill. So something to take into account. All right. Uh, so this is quite an interesting one that you've pointed out, Ryan. The price of poop is going up. Okay, I did that on purpose. Why is this so? I mean, uh, why do I care? Uh, because well, I'm a farmer? This is something maybe you could take into account if you want to cash in because it has something to do with the supply chain. And if you think about it, chemical fertilizers, mm-hmm. they need a lot of raw ingredients. Okay. So natural gas, for example, a lot of the chemicals. Okay. And that has been disrupted to many extents because of the restrictions, because of the production. Mm. So supply has been disrupted. So that has seen the fertilizers, the chemical fertilizers, seeing a global shortage. And now people are turning wow. to natural fertilizers, the likes of manure from pigs, horses, cattle, and even humans. So that even is humans. something that's uh, playing out in the agricultural space where people or some farmers are saying they are seeing prices go up to all-time highs. Mm. If you look at the Green Markets North American Fertilizer Price Index, that mm. is now at an all-time high of over $1,072 per short ton. And in China, spot urea has soared more than 200% this year to a record high as well. So the demand for dung is playing out globally. Oh, nice. mm, demand for dung, your new business idea. And Ryan, I'm sure this is something that you will be cashing in on. Back to basics. On. Yeah, back <laughs> to your poop dreams. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.